1: Monday MBA DFS podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. I'm Joe Bartle, and joined alongside me as always is Ben Miller. Ben I beat you last week in our first NBA podcast of the year Wednesday. Uh, I feel pretty good about it. Like that, was, that was a case where everybody's lineups are going off. That's kind of what you were saying too, right?
2: Yeah, that was one of the craziest slates I've probably seen in a long time. We saw that there was so much value. You know, It was like one of the first few games of the season. So there's, there's guys that were sitting at almost minimum price. Um, and I think that definitely inflated the scores. I think one of the top scores was in the 400s, um, which is absurd.
1: It's incredible. I mean, yeah, I mean It was like
2: barely like, barely cashing with like 350 was insane.
1: Uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. We had talked about last week that there was so much value. There's a lot of guys that are injured that we knew that were going to play a lot. Like Dennis Smith, again, under 4,000. We saw Jalen Brown kind of thing, especially with uh, Gordon Hayward's injury. We discussed that quite a bit yeah, yeah. as to how that would work. I mean, now I feel like it's flattened out a little bit. There isn't as many value. I know there's one big play, and uh, I mean, we both have them in our lineup already. We're going to be talking about that. I anticipate for a lot of the podcast here, but there there isn't as much I would say value from these guys at least now as we're recording this at ten thirty uh, or almost eleven o'clock Central Time.
2: Yeah, going from last week to this week, it, it it was a lot a lot harder to figure out you know who who I felt was at, a, at you know such a low price that I could consider it you know a, a value play. Um, but yeah, last week was crazy. I think um, there's definitely a few guys still this week that we're going to talk about that uh, that I think can you know help get get some of those higher priced guys in your lineups.
1: Well, let's get right into it. We'll discuss the perfect lineup from last night, um, Sunday. I, I don't know how many games were there. It doesn't look like there was that many. I think there's only three of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's something that we've learned from. And, and honestly, we discussed last last year that the podcast that we were doing, we were thinking, okay, these smaller slates, what are we looking for? Oftentimes, we're targeting guys like that one piece, that one player that we want, and then we can surround it around with 6,000 price guys. That's exactly what we saw on Sunday. We had Jeff Teague uh, going against the Thunder at 6,400 price tag. Then Drew Holiday going against the Lakers 6,700 price tag, too. Andrew Wiggins the sh- for the shooting guard going against Thunder 6,300. Uh, Jordan Clarkson was the 4,200 guy. Normally, there's some guys around 3,000, 4,000 that plug and play and they end up being pretty good. Alan Crabtree is another guy from a small four against the Hawks at 4,500. Then we saw the two higher price guys Paul George, obviously, going against the Timberwolves at 8,400, and Anthony Davis who has been my season-long fantasy pick. He ended up being pretty good, at least for these first three games. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, he'll get hurt, and then my season's (laughs) done. But for right now, Anthony Davis is a fantastic play. $11,500, 11500 especially in a small slate. To me, that seemed like an obvious play. Worked out great going against the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma, uh, another one of those lower-priced guys against the Pelicans, 4800 And then Steven Anns rounded out the perfect lineup from Sunday uh, against the Timberwolves with 6400 for his price take. So a lot of guys in the 6000 5000 range, then higher-priced 11000 for one guy we found that out last year that was a lot of what happened on these smaller slates.
2: Yeah, and yeah, that that's definitely something we figured out there. There wasn't too many surprises like we said once we have all those 6000, you know, salaries there those are guys we know, they're guys that have, you know, a pretty high floor. Um and, and yeah, that that doesn't surprise me too much is, is who we had there. I do, I mean, you have to look towards Kyle Kuzma though. Um you know, he's a rookie, drafted the 27th overall pick by the Lakers. You know, he wasn't a lottery pick or anything like that. Um, But he's just played so well from, you know, summer league, preseason – now regular season, um, super consistent for the Lakers off the bench. Um, so I, that doesn't surprise me that he even you know being the, the cheapest guy in there. I don't at 4,800. Even, I don't
1: know enough about him. Um, like, do you have? Do you know what his skill set is? I'm surprised that we're seeing a guy like a power forward in there when they have so many different options, including Brook Lopez, who they added this year and who's kind of been yeah. to me a, a big part of that offense too. So what what is it that Kuzma's? Has- I mean, he's just been scoring like he, he's been a scorer
2: out there, and it, it's, it's huge for the Lakers bench. You know, I think they've messed up with or messed with their lineup as well with like bringing Julius Randle off the bench and yeah. um, they keep doing things like and that, that to, the to boost their bench Yeah, so Kuzma's pro- like one of those guys that's providing that big scoring you they know. have
1: so many young guys that I think the Lakers I mean definitely Lakers have a lot of talent and I'm kind of I like to pick on the Lakers a lot uh, one of my best friends especially an NBA guy huge Lakers fan so it's always been easy enough to pick on them especially the last couple of years um, but they have a lot of talent, and a lot of talent everywhere. Like, every position feels like they have a young guy that could yeah. end up doing really well. So it's just like, well, I don't know which one name this is, is uh, like, Kuzma. Okay. okay, all right, cool. 27th <laughs> overall pick. Yeah, of course he does. And I'm thinking, like, uh, I think his name was Black last year, uh, or last name was Black. Um, Probably, like, Tariq the, Black or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and he ended up being a DFS asset yeah. towards the end of the year, too. It just, and that was a center that is, is, was, like...
2: Yvika Zubak, too. Yes, was, yes, yes. I mean, that's. There.
1: I mean we're just throwing names out for the Lakers, but they end right. up doing well. I, Anyway, we'll, we'll move on past that perfect lineup again. Um, ran through a bunch of those guys, Anthony Davis being the highest-priced one of them all at 11500 Monday, we are at, have an eight-game slate. This is an interesting one. I think there's a variety of different ways you can go with your lineup. We're going to touch on a few of them. Um, I feel – I mean, there's five guys, four guys over 10000 priced, and then there's a lot of – I'm not going to say question marks, but you can do a lot of different moving around you your lineup, especially yeah, in FanDuel. Yep. Um, we'll break down the injuries here like we always do. 76ers-Pistons matchup is the first one, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Rashawn Holmes, again, going to be out for at least another week with that wrist injury. Opening up some more minutes for Jaleel Okafor. Opening up minutes for Joel Embiid, uh, who, despite the fact that we thought we were going to get 16 18 minutes to start um, on Wednesday when we talked on the podcast, immediately got 25-plus. Right, yeah, full workload. <sighs> I he definitely didn't play, did. No, he didn't, didn't see play that Saturday. He didn't play Saturday, right. so we know that we're probably going to get whatever the full workload is of Embiid this week. Uh, yeah,
2: not cleared for back back-to-back to back yet. Back to backs yet. Yeah. Um, so, the, yeah, they held him out for that game, um, which isn't overly surprising, but. Um, but yeah, it is great for fantasy wise at I least that he's scared. getting forward. Like workload. I get,
1: I know that they're supposed to be pulling up, but yet we've now seen two straight games where he's played twenty five plus minutes, and a, a, an Embiid that plays twenty five minutes, even at an eight thousand price tag, is definitely one that you want to look at. But yeah. then he has a matchup against, uh, I mean, the Pistons, who Andre Drummond actually is not too bad of a, a counterpoint defensive positioning wise. If you look at that on on RotoWire, um, they do okay. They're about middle of the pack. Again, only three games in, I have a really tough time trusting those metrics just yet, but um, if Embiid is playing 30 minutes, and he's only around 8,000 price tag, I like him, I just am always concerned that he might not.
2: Yeah, the the uncertainty is definitely always terrifying, um, but I think we talked about last week, even when he had, does have limited minutes, right. though, he still puts up big numbers, um, so that kind of you know helps ease the concerns a little bit there for me. Um, but yeah, if he's seen full full workloads like that, that guy's dominant. So that's a, that's an easy twenty ten type of type of day for that. And he always you know throws in a few blocks as well. So
1: exactly. And the counter counter uh, part of that matchup again, the Pistons Reggie Bullock is going to be out from suspension. Dwight Bikes, uh the game time decision really not a relevant fantasy guy anyway. But uh, not too many injuries there. Moving over to the seven thirty Eastern Time match between the Hawks and the Heat. Biggest injury, I think, of this uh, of the slate. Dennis Schroeder um, game time decision with the an ankle injury. He had to be carried off the floor Sunday. Again, this is a back to back. I don't anticipate Schroeder playing. I think that that's kind of what we're seeing the reports come out right now. So that's a big injury given to like a seven thousand price point guard that's off. And uh, who are we seeing that's going to come into play here?
2: There's a couple different names. The thing for the Hawks, we talked about this last week as well, mm-hmm. that they lost three of their top four scores, um, and Schroeder being the guy that's now their number one option. Exactly. So as soon as he leaves, that's that's going to be, you know, touches everywhere, not even just at the point guard position, whether that's, uh, you know, Torian Prince we talked about, um, Deadman's going to get more looks, but like for, for the point guard position specifically, um, I do like Malcolm Delaney. Um, I think he he 's done really well, I mean not really well uh, he 's played like you know limited minutes off the bench, but he 's put up you know upper teens for um for fantasy points so I think if he gets a full workload, which it seems like he 'll be the the likely starter there i think that's that 's a guy who 's at an almost minimum price um who I think he can quick plug and play especially in tournament oh, tournament I, settings.
1: I think that this is going to end up being one of those as long as Schroeder is out, and again we 're expecting that to the, yeah, be ca- yep. to be the case as we 're recording at eleven o'clock here I think that uh delaney 's going to be uh, sixty seventy percent owner rate. He's thirty one hundred dollars on Fanduel. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 incredible. Thirty one hundred dollars. Again, the point card spot. Pretty. Uh, there's a lot of depth there. There's a, a John Wall, obviously the highest priced guy, one of the four or five ten thousand plus guys out there. But I think that this is going to be a sixty seventy percent owner rate um on on double up kind of things. I think tournament wise. Um, It almost might be a pivot play to not use him and to use other (laughs) point guards because he really has only, he hasn't scored over 20 Fandu points yet. He's played 20 plus minutes in two consecutive games. I I think that that's going to end up being, we're asking him to get uh, 15 points to get 10 or five times the value, which is what you're looking for um, in these situations. I think that's, that's well within range, especially because they've missed so many options out there at the Hawks. I think Delaney's that's going to be a very, very, very interesting name to watch as we go through with this.
2: Yeah, and it's it's always tough to find you know minimum price guys. So the second you can you get a guy like that, especially in tournaments, like I said before, that's 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 huge.
1: And, and I mean, uh, on the other side of this, talking about the Heat again with the Hawks Heat matchup, Hassan Whiteside, highest price center on the slate. He's a game time decision with the with a knee bruise. He missed Saturday's game. This could open up the door for a lot of different rebounds, even if Whiteside doesn't play. Let's look at the opposite side, like a Dwayne Dedmon, who you mentioned. He's like forty six hundred or something around right, there. Yeah, I think that's kind of an intriguing name in tournaments, just because if you want to go completely on the other side, you can use guys like Giannis or James Harden, who we'll get to, are two of the higher price guys, because you can get them Dedmon in there. Right. I think that that's interesting, especially if Whiteside out. Do we know any information though if Whiteside's expected to play or not play? Um, I think I don't. I don't think we have much on that quite yet. Um.
2: I mean he's one of their their top guys. It's one to monitor at right, least. Right, right. Definitely monitor that. And I think you're you're right, especially for, you know, Deadman's sake, you know, going up against you know you drop off from um Whiteside to, you know, Kelly Olenick or, right. or Jordan Mickey or something like that. That's a huge downgrade um in some you know, a matchup wise for for a guy for Deadman on the other side. Um so yeah, it's definitely something to monitor. Um not even just that, but you know, for, for a guy like Goran Dragic, for the Heat you lose Um, you know your second, your best pick and pop guy. I mean, not really pick and
1: pop, but yeah, that's that's a huge part of their offense is running through Whiteside, both through the pick and roll, uh, the rebounding thing. I think that's that's a big deal. I'm not anticipating a lot of points either way, but a guy like Delaney, a guy like Dwayne Debbin those are two guys just both in this matchup here that could have huge ramifications if their counterparts, their starters, are actually out.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, Moving over to the Grizzlies-Rockets, 8 o'clock Eastern time game. That's an early start for both the Rockets and Grizzlies. Um, We have a few injuries to Michael Green, kind of the starting small forward for the Grizzlies. will be out another three weeks. We're seeing Jarrell Martin in his place. uh, And there's, there's a couple different options there. Wayne Selman's going to be out with a quad injury. Ben McElmore out at least again until November. Chris Paul, that was one name that we mentioned Wednesday when we were doing our very first DFS podcast. Like, oh, how is he fitting in with James Harden? Well, don't have to really worry about that. He's <laughs> going to be out for another month with uh, a knee injury and could be more. A timeout. I think that's Eric Gordon as a shooting guard option around six thousand. That's not a bad price tag with Chris Paul out.
2: Yeah, Gordon's been extremely good. He's he's scoring a ton. You know, he always you always worry with Gordon, you know, with his cross category production because he doesn't do much else yeah. other than score. Um, but yeah, he, he's going to get you know full full thirty minutes starter workload there. Um, so that's good. You know, as soon as Gordon comes off the bench, you know, PJ Tucker is going to be a guy that gets even more minutes with the second unit, um, and he's going to have to lead that. So that's that's an interesting play as well. Um, but yeah, yeah. As soon as Paul's out, that I do like you know, a guy like Gordon. If you're if you're trying to keep and a, if it a wasn't, decent price, if it wasn't
1: the Grizzlies, I think James Harden would be a fantastic matchup. But Grizzlies slow it down pace. They're going to try to take that away. James Harden's going to get his. It's whether he can get five times the value of his eleven thousand plus price tag. And I'm not quite sure that happens in a Grizzly matchup. So normally a guy like James Harden, almost an automatic most weeks, have really big question marks going over to the next one. I mean Giannis. 12,200 price tag at the power forward spot we discussed him um, ad nauseum wednesday that's another question mark because of that price tag that's the next matchup that we have to discuss here i mean that's a Another 8 o'clock Eastern time game. Hornets have Cody, Cody Zeller out. Michael Kid Gilker still out with that personal issue we don't know. Dwayne Bacon, probably one of my favorite names in DFS. <laughs> He'll be starting in his place. He's a guy to monitor if you want to take a gamble at a, a mid 5000 price small forward. And then Nicholas Batum also out. We thought Jeremy Lamb uh, was going to be able to reap the benefits of that. That was the case, at least on Wednesday when we discussed it. Right. And then Jabari Parker, we know, is going to be out for the buck side. But again, let's going to Giannis here, and we're going to discuss a little bit more do you think that he benefits with all those power forward guys out there uh, or small forward guys or is it a situation where his price tag is so high that you have to look elsewhere?
2: I think you can definitely go both ways. I think Giannis it's a it's a great matchup for him. I think he's going to you know easily be able to you know put up huge uh, huge numbers there. Um I do think like you, you mentioned there's other plays you could do here I mean if you play Giannis it's gonna be tough to get another 10,000 type of right. guy in there Um so you're sacrificing another another guy like that so it, it's a give and take I, I personally I like Giannis I think that's a play you can do but um you got to consider other guys like John Wall and, and those other top guys instead if you know it's a 2,000 you know salary break there as soon as you drop down um, so that, that's huge savings if, you, if you're if you trying to, you know, upgrade your roster elsewhere.
1: Obviously, Giannis is having a MVP caliber start to the season. He's averaging, I think, 38 points uh, per game. 44 was his last one against the Trailblazers. He's scored at least 60 FanDuel points in every game he's played thus far. I will go on record, I don't know if this is that crazy to say, I don't think he hits 60 fan, uh, FanDuel points this go-around. I just don't, that's a high price tag. I know it's a better matchup, but uh he is the heart and soul of bucks team but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be able to hit the Fanduel points there again five times the value is what you're looking for that's going to be closer to 70 Fanduel points with his high price tag i talked on wednesday about how the power forward spot is is pretty bleak and i think that's going to be the case most weeks i don't think that's the case this monday and we'll get to that a little bit so uh one that will kind of give different lineup options for as we progress Interesting game here, Warriors-Mavs. We have two different opinions on this. It's going to be an 8.30 Eastern time matchup. Warriors 1-2 to start the season. Uh, really, Omar Caspi only injury to worry about. He's going to be probable on the Mavs side of Seth Curry, one of the point guards that we like quite a bit. Uh, out with a leg injury, Dennis Smith, who I was on, uh, and did pretty well until he got injured on Wednesday. Game time decision with the knee. Uh, Yogi Ferrell, J.J. Barea are two guys that could step in. Barea being the one that's really been a fantasy-relevant guy so far. Uh, especially DFS, and then uh, Devin Harris—not really a huge DFS guy. Game time decision with personal stuff going on. I-, I like this as a DFS option in particular. You are not necessarily on that train that I am. Yeah, it's it's
2: super tough. Like the the blowout potential here is is crazy. Like uh, the Mavs are not good. They're going to no. be without <laughs> no, no, they're not without Curry and um, Farrell. Or not, Farrell. Smith, Smith, Dennis Smith. You know that's that's just another hit there. I think this game's going to get out of hand, and it's going to get out of hand really quick. So I I definitely worry about starters. You know whether that's Durant, Draymond, Steph, Clay, all those guys getting rest real early in the second half. I mean, you know they can put up big numbers quickly. Um, That's that's nice, but as soon as you start paying up for a guy like Durant, you've got to make sure you you get that you know big time. production in terms of Fanduel points so that scares me as as soon as you know there's that rest potential um that that's that definitely scares me off there a
1: little bit they they're not coming off a back-to-back um they've had a little bit of time to play durant's at 10,200 curry at 9,200 uh and then we have draymond green at 7,700 so those are your big three guys that you're looking at price-wise i think there's a couple of different directions this warrior mavs game can go I think, obviously, there definitely is a chance for the blowout. But, again, they're 1-2 and two to start the season. I think that there is a rhythm thing that they need to go through yet. And against a bad team like the Mavs, this might be a perfect time just to go balls to the wall, so to speak, and really get your roster kind of churning out. We know how good the Warriors can be. 1-2 and two is not representative at all of what they are. I think this is a great chance for them to just unload and run through stuff. Even And we discussed this last year a couple of times. Even the Warriors' three-quarters – are a pretty good DFS right, value. Right, yeah. Um and I even if they don't blow them out, like, okay, we're talking about them doing the blowout stuff here, I get it. They haven't looked that great this season. The Mavs could put up some competition. Warriors take them lighter than they probably should. This ends up going all four quarters, then you have a guy like Durant at ten thousand two hundred again. That's not too hard to envision a fifty-point game from him fan duel-wise, and that's what we're looking at, five times value. I I like this is quite a bit, and I think it's uh, I think it's one that a lot of people shouldn't be as wary about as they are.
2: Yeah, don't get me wrong. If they're priced right, I'd still I still will consider it. Like I I may or may not have a Golden State guy in my lineup, <laughs> and just, despite yeah, despite <laughs> you know talking it down. Um, but as soon as, as soon as we start getting those top top guys, like you know in the in the five figures, ten thousand mm-hmm. ten thousand up, then I start getting a little worried that they're not going to be able to you know provide value, uh, yeah, at that price.
1: Raptor Spurs, 8 30 Eastern Time tip off. Um r- truthfully, there's there's a couple of injuries to note here, but I don't know if it's gonna be really that big of a deal. Jonas Van is gonna be out likely with an ankle injury. Um there's a couple of guys that probably could benefit, but we're gonna likely see a more at the center spot because of that. DeMar DeRozan probably a bigger deal because there aren't that many guys besides james Harden on the shooting guard slate. Um he's a game time decision with an illness. I think he I mean he played thirty point or he scored thirty points on Saturday when he was sick and i think that was more uh prime time for his injury i guess or i'm sorry his illness right I, I, he seemed to be more affected by it then so yeah. i anticipate two days rest he's probably gonna be a little better i think he's gonna play and then we have tony parker who's out dehante murray is really the one that's been stepping up because of that injury we thought maybe patty mills would too but it's been murray for the most part and then Kawhi leonard's still gonna be out with that quad injury that means that's kyle anderson rudy gay uh optimizer spoiler again likes Rudy Gay a little bit more, um, a couple of the RotoWire writers for our DFS sections like Rudy Gay. I'm not sure I'm touching Anderson or Rudy Gay, but I do like Dejounte Murray if you're going to be going for a mid-price point guard option with Tony Parker out.
2: Yeah, I could see I could see a point being made for Murray. Um, Anderson scares me. I, I agree. Yeah. He, he's just it just doesn't seem like he's got the upside that you want when you're you know trying to get at the middle mid mid tier type of guy. Exactly. Um, Rudy Gay I could still be fine with it. I think that's that's someone I would consider for sure. Um but yeah, I don't I don't love it. Um and then Murray, yeah, Patty Mills just hasn't been doing anything. It's been it's been the Murray show, so I think that's definitely, you know, a guy you can consider.
1: Rudy Gay to me is a perfect candidate for the hold your nose and play him kind of thing. Like, <laughs> he's gonna get his minutes. You know he can score. We haven't quite seen it yet and I think that Spurs offense is still trying to figure out what their identity is. Um but to me he feels like a hold your nose play at a fifty five hundred guy if you need a small forward at the price. The Wizards, Nuggets, 9 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. Uh, you know, Marquise Morris is going to be out again for a while with the abdomen injury. Jason Smith, not a huge fantasy guy anyway. Game time decision with the shoulder. No injuries in the front of Denver. I think this is the biggest uh, potential for high scoring. Um, obviously, Vegas also agrees with that. That's the highest scoring one for their over-under as well. I know you like to look at that quite a bit. Is this the matchup to target for DFS fantasy today?
2: I think it's pretty spread out tonight, but I do... I do think this is this game's going to ha- have a lot of guys that that's worth um, you know keeping an eye on. Whether that's Jokic, uh, Millsap, you know John Wall. We already mentioned he's he's one of the higher priced guys that we, we I think we both yes. thought you know it could be a good play tonight. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, you, you mentioned the big thing there that it's it's one of the higher um, in Vegas terms of you know over under. Um, as soon as the the more points there is, the more stats there is. So that that just means more you know fantasy points. Um, and, yeah, and So not, that's always something to consider for sure.
1: And not to skirt by your point, but the Kings-Suns, 10 o'clock Eastern time, that's the last game in the eight-game slate. Um, I also think this is going to be a higher-scoring game. Vegas isn't as on. I think there's actually two more games that they anticipate higher-scoring. That's probably in part because the Suns have been so bad this season, but right. after they, yeah, they yeah. fired their coach, uh, I think that there's going to be you know a kick in the pants, uh, fire to the pants, whatever you want to call it here. <laughs> I, I think the Suns are going to play a little bit better. I think the Kings—this uh, is— to me has all the makings of a ugly game where both teams score 100 110 points And you're seeing guys, two or three, that are in double figures on both sides that I I think this is going to be a higher-scoring game, too. Um, So Wizards, Nuggets, Kings, Suns, definitely games I want to target. Just injury-note-wise, Bogdan Bogdanovich, boy, I definitely messed up. Bogdanovich? Yeah, all right. You know what? It's Monday. I need more coffee yet. Thought I had enough. Definitely need more. He's probable with an ankle injury, but we won't really know where he's going to fit in with that. And then Jared Dudley, one of the veterans on that Suns team that's kind of struggling so far. Game time decision with the toe. Uh, not a huge DFS guy, so uh, we normally don't like to do questions here. I kind of give you some stuff to just get your brain going a little bit, Ben. Uh, I want to steer we- steer away. Man, this, there's a lot of typos. It feels like in my talking <laughs> today. I want to steer away from some of the obvious things. So that's what these questions are going to be gearing towards. So first one, you can pay for two thousand or two ten thousand price guys, but neither of them can be Giannis tatumbo So. Would you rather have Giannis and then no ten thousand price guys, or two 10,000 price guys, but they cannot be Giannis?
2: I think I'm going to have to go Giannis. I think I'd rather go Giannis, avoid and then and then avoid the other ten thousand guys. Um, I like John Wall's matchup against the Magic, and I think he should be a good play tonight. Um, and I, 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 don't, I don't think I don't think he's going to have a problem handling Jamal Murray, Murray who is you know going right. to be guarding him. Um, but I'm just like we mentioned with Harden. I'm not overly excited about that matchup with the Grizzlies. And then I said the blowout factor, you know, kind of steers me away from Kevin Durant there. Um, so that that's kind of our ten thousand guys. So I just feel more comfortable using Giannis and then getting, you know, a couple guys in the seven thousand range, eight thousand
1: that I that I feel are, you know, pretty safe as well. I'm gonna go the opposite, and honestly, my lineup's gonna reflect this too. I think that Giannis at twelve thousand two hundred, you know, he's gonna do well. I don't care; he's matchup proof, obviously but there's there's a lot of question marks you're asking him to get a lot of fan, fanduel points in order for him to retain that value that you're looking for and i'm also worried about james harden at 11300 against that grizzlies yeah i think he can probably get 60 fanduel points but that's that's not one i'll probably gamble on you know I, i'm not right, going to be right. anticipating that he does that so we're looking at only two other guys at 10000 john wall kevin durant i do think that they can get uh 50 points John Wall at 10,300. Kevin Durant at 10,200. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all, especially given their matchups. So I feel confident putting those in there instead of using Giannis. I'll also say, and you're not going to be able to do this with the power forwards plus John Wall and Durant, but there actually is a lot of depth of that power forward spot, in my opinion. At least the 8,000 guys, I feel pretty confident using both of them instead of using Giannis, and that was a discussion that we had last podcast. I think the power forward spot is deeper as a whole. So I, I feel... More confident using the ten thousand price guys, not Giannis, um, and just kind of rolling with us what we have there. So
2: yeah, it just depends on if you feel like, you, you feel comfortable with uh, you know the Warriors um, using them in, in Durant, and I I just yeah. don't.
1: So I think that's that's You're a right, big that's, a difference there for what we're. That's that's yeah. a good way to boil it down to, and that that might be what we see in our lineups too. But yeah, yeah. Here's your other thought provoking question for DFS purposes. So you have to pay up, and paying up means eight thousand or more for either center or point uh, point guard. Which way would you lean? You can only have one of each though. Cause I don't want to be like, all right, you have to pay up two for a point guard or you know, whatever. Cause center, only one center on FanDuel, two yeah. point guards on FanDuel. Right. So only one of each, you have to pay up. Which one are you going to do?
2: Yeah. I think this is actually one of the rare times that I'd probably rather pay up at center. You know, usually I, I find a lot of times I, I like to drop down at center, yeah. but tonight is one of those slates. You know, there's five centers above 8,000. Um, it's Drummond, Embiid, Jokic, Gasol, Whiteside. Um, and they, honestly, all of them seem like solid plays. Yeah. Like, I don't hate any one matchup there. um There's solid point guards as well, but there just seems to be more depth, like you mentioned earlier, with the point guards you know, at lower prices. So I think I'm, I'm more comfortable dropping down and paying less for point guards and then paying up at that center spot, you know, if we're looking, you know, comparing the two.
1: I brought this question up because I also agree with you. I, I generally like to pay up for a point guard and we'll find different options at center, but this is a different slate. I think and i'm cheating a little bit i'm i'm looking at guys like conley and Lowry who are 7000ish right, yeah. and again they're not they're under 8000 so i'm sticking to my question here i like those guys if i were to play a, you know play with a mid tier point guard i think the center spot is pretty good there's a lot of depth there like you said i'm actually not really high on uh, jokic and i'm not necessarily high on embiid but at the same time there's not a lot of great lower price center options right, yet. I yeah. mean, the only guy that, again, I'm looking at is Dwayne Dedman, under 5000 That's only if we see Hassan Whiteside out against the Heat. So there's a lot of question marks. I think I would rather pay up at center, and this is one of the few times that I would agree with that sentiment that you were saying, that, you know, I'll take the center over the point guard. Yeah, yeah. Let's move over to the away or Optimizer lineup. Um You know, We kind of made fun of it a little bit on Wednesday. I think that there's some question marks with this, but we're still anticipating working through a lot of the kinks. There's some projected minutes that aren't happening quite yet um, for some players, and and we'll get to them. John Wall, optimizer likes quite a bit. Optimizer likes Wednesday too, going against the 76ers at 10,300. That's a pretty darn good matchup. Eric Bledsoe going against the Kings at 7,200. We talked about that as a high-scoring affair that I thought that would work out pretty well i'm sorry i had i had that wrong john wall going against the denver nuggets still like that over the 76ers too but right right yeah right. the optimizer yeah, there yeah. Kent Bazemore at uh the shooting guard option 4,800 against the heat and then tyreek evans going against the rockets at 4,600 two lower price shooting guards rudy gay we talked about him a little bit going against the raptors at 5,000 josh jackson against the kings at 4,500 that's going to be the i feel like the eternal optimizer love is josh jackson we <laughs> need to we need to see him play a little bit more um there's a lot of a lot of I'm gonna to say toxic stuff going on in the Suns organization yep. right now. I think Josh Jackson's one of those guys that's gonna do well. Not yet though. Um Greek Freak optimizer likes quite a bit. Twelve thousand two hundred. It's going against my opinion. Amir Johnson, I thought it was a very interesting selection at thirty one hundred. That's the low tiered guy. I bet you that changes if uh if and when shooter is ruled out. But for now, Johnson's the thirty one hundred price guy going against the Pistons. And then Andre Drummond, he's actually going at the seventy-sixers, eighty three hundred. I had that wrong with the John Wall stuff, but still. Drummond at 8,300. What is your opinion on the optimizer lineup?
2: I think it's fine. I, I do. I, I mentioned I liked Giannis and in, in trying to – they, they somehow snuck John Wall in there with Giannis. Yes, um, which yes. Is, which is questionable. But um, I, I think it's fine. Amir Johnson is obviously the glaring guy that I wouldn't want to take a chance on there. But, I mean, when he's a minimum salary guy, that, I mean, you, you almost never like those guys anyway. Um, and Bead's back. Okafor's in the fold. Johnson's probably not going to get that many right. minutes. Like it, right. it's. I just don't see it. Um, but, I mean, if I guess they just needed a super salary break there. Um, otherwise, I think there's some fine spots. Kent Bazemore, we mentioned Schroeder out. He's going to – someone's got to score. Someone's got to score. And exactly. It's, it could be spread around, but Bazemore was, I think um, – Behind Schroeder, he was the next guy up from last year. Right. Um, so he, he's going to get his shots. It's fine. Bledsoe scares the crap out of me, like you Absolutely. said, with, with the Suns. Whole deal. He just tweeted the <laughs> other day <laughs> he that out. he didn't want to be here. You know, who knows what that it was actually for? Right. I would assume it was the Suns, and then yeah. everything blew up and— coaches got fired so it's
1: ironic that the the one point guard that they decided to keep um of the three isaiah thomas Dragic, and then eric bledsoe bledsoe is the one that wants out yeah you know, i yeah. just find that interesting and they right. also have brandon knight too uh, who's been out for the season with that ACL? So I, yeah, I Bledsoe are
2: just scares. I
1: can't. I nope. can't do that tonight.
2: Not nope. not when. Not until the dust settles here a little bit and we see what the new coach, There's the interim coach, does. There's way too many other
1: point guard options that are right around that price tag. He actually being a little bit more more expensive than a couple guys that we mentioned. Yeah. Well, actually, no, he's a little cheaper, but still, I would rather use guys like Lowry and that than Bledsoe. I am. I am absolutely in agreement with you. I'm staying away right. from that. Right. Uh, you know, opinions of the optimizer overall. I think that it stars in Scrubs and. Maybe it's a contrarian play on my part. Maybe I just want to try something different. I actually avoided that approach altogether, and we'll go over that with our lineups a little bit here. I think that's a great transition point overall. Uh, Let's start first with the guy that we're both on board with, and I like this quite a bit. Uh, We foreshadowed it a little bit. Steph Curry is in your lineup. Steph Curry is in my lineup. 9,200 for him. I think this is a really good chance for him to go above and beyond that price tag.
2: Yeah, this is what I was talking about with, like, the price has to be right in this matchup for me. Um, where, where I, you know, if I'm playing him, I'm afraid of the blowout. But if the price is so nice that I can't not go for it, I'm going. Right. Like, Curry's that guy. Like, I don't like Durant, or Durant at that, you know, upper in the 10,000s. But Curry's only 9,200. Like, that's a great... Great price for him, for a guy who can put up you know seventy Fanduel points. On he got him. ejected
1: from the game against the the Grizzlies on Saturday. He had forty six point seven Fanduel points in that game. He scored thirty seven points overall. Again, Grizzlies good defensive team. Mike Conley knows what he's doing on defense. And Curry had his way. Then he had the Pelicans twenty eight points, and that was forty two points overall for Fanduel at ninety two hundred. I think that's one of the better values overall on the slate. I'm not. I mean, we talked about Delaney. We have them both in our lineup too. Yeah, yeah. That's if Schroeder's out. I really think Steph Curry at 9,200 is fantastic value, even more so than John Wall, who I also like.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's just J.J. Barea. Like, if Dennis Smith sits out, it's going to be like J.J. Barea guarding him or, or Yogi no Ferrell. Like, there's... He's going to handle them. No chance. Yeah.
1: yeah. So we both have uh, Malcolm Delaney and Steph Curry in our lineups. But that's kind of where it ends for similarities here. You have a, an intriguing group of under 5,000 shooting guards, Kent Bazemore and Tyreek Evans. Bazemore being 4,800 and Evans 4,600. They're going against the Heat and Rockets, respectively. What are your thoughts on using those two f- under 5,000 guys?
2: Yeah, Bazemore, I mean, we said it before that it, someone's got to get the score. Like Someone's got to score with Schroeder out. Um, it's He's going to be one of the top options there. Uh, I think he's had just over 20. FanDuel points the last few games, so nothing spectacular. Um but yeah, again with no with no Schroeder, it's it's you know gonna be his ball. Um Tyreek Evans, couple solid games so far. Um his min- minutes have been a little sketchy in the in the you know low twenties. Um that's definitely concerning. You know, but the Grizzlies still don't have Macklemore, Selden. Um Andrew Harrison hasn't been all too effective at you know, the starting right. lineup at shooting guard. So I'm hoping they kinda turn more towards Evans in, in this game and I, I like that price. So
1: I like the Bazemore play. I'm not so much high in the Evans play, but I understand being the Rockets what they are. You can generally target them and see what you like. I'm going with Devin Booker uh, at 7,200, the guy that could he could score so much. I know the Suns are really self-combusting, no pun intended with their name, but I think that there's there's a lot of value with that at 7,200. I, I wanted a piece of that Suns-Kings game. I didn't know where to go necessarily because I like different power forward options, and that's where I would normally target whether it be the Kings or really the Suns too. So Devin Booker at 7,200, given I think how high that game is going to be score-wise, like that quite a bit. And then Jeremy Lamb, definitely priced more appropriately now at 5,500. I still think that he gets enough run to make some value. Uh, again, looking at five times value, it's pretty easy for me to assume Lamb, who Hornets don't really have that many big scores, is going to be able to get about 25, 30 Fando points, especially against the Bucks who are do okay, but it's not like Giannis is going to be covering Lamb. It's probably going to be something like Brogdon. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Jeremy Lamb at that price. So to me, it was it was pretty easy to get those mid-tier guys, and it's going to be a continuing trend that I'm looking at, especially for a double-up kind of lineup. I think this is going to work. Um, moving over to the small forward spot, Josh Jackson you're rolling with as the optimizer play of the week, uh, it feels like. And then Tobias Harris, I think, is an interesting name. 6,800 going against the 76ers. What's your thoughts on Tobias Harris? He's just been one of the few like surprises this
2: year. He's, he's had a few monster games. two, I think, forty Fanduel point nights already or, or plus. Um, so I think at sixty eight hundred, that's still such like a reasonable price for mm-hmm. for how well he's playing. That I love that upside there. So I think um, plenty of value for him. Um, and then with Jackson, it's
1: this is it scares you, me you a little had to bit. You get a piece of the Kings Suns game? We discussed right. that. I think that's okay. I think that there has to be time where they let the 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 training wheels off Jackson, so to speak. I'm just not sure it's a yet. I don't know if it's yet. I think it,
2: for, it's just, the thing is they, they fire their coach. Everything is going downhill. You know, all their, you know, we got bled. So saying he doesn't want to be right. with the team anymore. And I just think wh- why not, if you're already, you know, kind of in a dumpster fire type of type of deal here, why not just turn to the number four overall pick in the, you know, this last draft, like give him as much minutes as possible. Let him develop. Um, if everything is going, you know, haywire here you just give it to your young guy and, and see what he can do
1: i agree with that thought process i just don't agree with it in game three right this is an 82 oh, game yeah. season i just don't think it's going to happen yet maybe maybe even game 12 maybe even game 15 i just don't think game three and that's where we differ so i have dylan brooks who i think you talked about tobias harris as a guy that's one of the most surprising dylan brooks coming off the bench for the grizzlies and end up doing really well he's the guy that's benefited a lot from jameichael green's injury and i think that brooks is a as a candidate both for season long and DFS purposes to be one that you can use especially when he's at his forty four hundred price tag. What he's at right now, he doesn't have to score that much. If he's getting thirty minutes a night, which is what he's been averaging, I think Dylan brooks is a fantastic play at forty four hundred. And then I'm looking at Kelly Kelly Ubre, who you kind of were on last Wednesday when we were talking, going against the Nuggets. I think that's going to be a high scoring affair. I, I, the Wizards Nuggets. That's that's there's going to be something there. So fifty three hundred. I like Oubre quite a bit. Again. I'm looking at targeting mid-tier value guys, maybe some higher price guys if it works. But um, looking at the matchups and then who works out, Oubre is a guy that I thought in a tough, small forward slate with Leonard gone is one that we can use. Yeah, I
2: have no gripes there with either of those guys, really, Ubrey, Yeah, like you said, no more. He's going to probably start again, I think. That's yeah. what he did last mm-hmm. game. Um, he's played pretty well. And then Dylan Brooks, you're right about that being... <laughs> Coming out of nowhere, right? Second, second round, round pick. pick, yeah, out of Oregon. The Grizzlies um,
1: always seem to have those players. I don't know how if you. Yeah, feel I think like Jamichael that, Michael
2: Green originally was undrafted, yeah, and they
1: just seem to. And I love, I love the Grizzlies, the tenacity that they have, the, the culture that they've built there. They always seem to develop second round picks or late first rounders that end up doing way more than production wise. Dylan Brooks, another one of those guys. Again, at forty four hundred, if it was fifty five hundred, it's a different question. Right, I mean, coming off the bench,
2: yeah, and he had forty four points the first fan, like Fanduel points in the mm-hmm. first night, and then eighteen in the second. So there's definitely. A huge huge drop off yep. there but i mean that's 4400 that's not horrible yeah. still even if give,
1: give yeah. me that for i mean you're looking at what you know 20 25 fandle points i think he can get that he's probably not doing what he did week uh game one numbers but i think against the rockets he should be able to do just fine and he,
2: it looks like he's combined for three blocks and five steals in and, and Fandle changed the rules this year it's three points for steals and three points for blocks when last year was two so i mean that's that
1: only helps. It's fantastic. When cross category cross category production, we love it. Uh, we've discussed it quite a bit. You're on the Giannis train for that power forward spot at twelve thousand two hundred. The price scares me. The matchup does not. Serge Ibaka is your other guy. We talked about how he might be playing more center, especially with Van Lutinus out. Um, at sixty two hundred going against the Spurs, I think that's that's not a bad matchup. On my end, Ben Simmons eight thousand against the Pistons. Ben Simmons has had multiple forty point Fanduel games already. Like. Uh, he he has exploded onto the scene. I know the 76ers are still kind of grinding into gear a little bit, but Ben Simmons has been everything and advertised. And then on the other side, LaMarcus Aldridge, he did fantastic when I recommended him on Wednesday. With Kawhi Leonard out, the Spurs identity seems to be Aldridge. He's bumped up nearly 2,000 points from when we last talked. I still think 8,800 for a power four that is likely to get around 40 to 45 f- five final points is fantastic value. Going against the Raptors and, you know, whatever mash unit they can get out there to cover him.
2: Yeah. I like that quite a bit. I think Simmons, I, I would love to have Simmons in my lineup. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't fit him in there. But, the dude, the multi, like if we're talking
1: multi-category type of people, Simmons is that guy. He does everything. He hasn't even exploded for points yet either. That's, right, that's right. the thing. It's been a lot of rebounds, been a lot of assists. You're seeing some steals, some blocks, too. Yeah. Again, he's not, the king of the multi-category. He's going to be a guy that I love to watch. I, I'm always on Trevor Ariza because I think that he provides a little bit of scoring, a little bit of rebounds, a little bit of assists, and some blocks. Ben Simmons is kind of like a steroid version of a reason. It feels like. right.
2: No, I agree. And this is only this is two games, two three games in. Um, this guy, it's, this is his rookie season technically. Yeah. So like, he's only going to get better.
1: Exactly. And and you know, last point here with the centers, um, we talked about how we both want to pay up for it, and we did. And we went with different options here. I, I talked about how I'm a little worried about Jokic, but uh, the Wizards have allowed the most Fanduel points to centers overall. Again, three games into the season, a, a little bit 8600. I think that you can work with that, especially. How he normally is the focal point of the offense. I think that's different this year, right right now. Um, But he normally is, and I think that the potential is there. And then I have Andre Drummond, 8,300. He's actually making free throws. (laughs) I know. That's coming out of nowhere. He's making free throws. So 8,300, a guy that's going to get a lot of rebounds, even with Joel Embiid playing. I think both guys are pretty serviceable for center spot.
2: Yeah, I think with Jokic, you mentioned the big thing there was the price. I just couldn't not love the $8,600 price when he was in the 10,000s for much of last year. Yeah, exactly. Um, A lot of times, Fandle is about catching those guys that are you know drop their price dropped because they've been you know struggling for a little bit and you got to get them catch them right when they're you mm-hmm. know peaking. Um, so I think Jokic could have a, a nice little bounce back game here and and finally have one of those games that we've come accustomed to. He's one of the best
1: you know passing big men in the game. He doesn't have a better matchup, that's for certain. I'm a little worried. I think that they're trying to figure out their identity. The Nuggets being this year, especially when they added Paul Millsap, they have a lot of guys that are similar skill sets. That I just. They need to figure it out. And I'm not sure they're going to figure it out yet, but you are right in the sense that Jokic was a 10,000 price guy and a deservedly so 10,000 price guy. For most of last year, I think that he'll get to that point. I'm not sure I'm ready to bet on that just yet. But, again, doesn't have, a, couldn't have a better matchup than this. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So uh, a couple notes before we sign off. If you enjoyed this DFS podcast, please feel free to leave a rating or review on iTunes or St- uh, Stitcher. It does a great job. We love the compliments, especially Ben. He he likes to read them and just— I like I, to boost I see, my ego a little he bit. He gets teary <laughs> He has a desk right next to me. He gets teary over there when he reads all the happy stuff that you guys send over. So <laughs> definitely continue to please do that. Uh, and, of course, again, this— podcast is sponsored by FanDuel but seriously FanDuel is a fantastic DFS uh, site I love of the clean and easy access going with it to me it just makes things easy I mean we talk about the, the FanDuel stuff for NBA I like it on D- uh, NFL too it just it, to me it's a great site uh, and I like keep using it
2: right now if Andal's the best you c- you can't get better than that
1: a free six-month World wire subscription plus a free entry into the NFL Sunday million dollar maker a little cross category sports stuff going on if you uh, put your first deposit on FanDuel today um has over one million in cash prizes. They have a we have a ton of NFL DFS podcasts out there. I just finished mine up with Joe Pisapia. Um great listen yeah you're right. <laughs> it is a great list i've listened the self-promotion sorry same shameless plug going on <laughs> again uh but yeah th- i just finished it up um does a great job with uh john mckechnie too who's our college football and nfl guy uh they do the friday nfl podcast too but fanduel is great we love them quite a bit again you get a free six-month wire subscription plus a free entry into the nfl sunday million dollar maker uh with your first deposit on fanduel void wear prohibited that does it for us in the nba dfs portion of this podcast again sponsored by fanduel of course, Ben, where can the people follow you at on Twitter? You can give me at Ben Man Doing Work. Still the best Twitter handle at Rodaware and you can follow me, Joe Bartle at JB Fantasy Sports. That does it for us. We'll be back again Wednesday to talk more NBA hoops, DFS style. Peace out.